0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy.
1: Hey, folks, listen, I apologize for our technical difficulties. We seem to have a lot of them on this radio station, and we're doing our best to correct all of them. Um, Our introduction music wasn't uh, working, and we had some true oldies playing. So quickly, I'm going to tell you who I am. Uh, My name is Earl, Earl Stewart, actually. I'm a recovering car dealer, and I do a show. This is the show. Uh, Hopefully, we can get through two hours. It's called Earl on Cars. We're on every Saturday from 8 to 10. Um, It's a group of of, uh, experts in the studio with me right now. We've been doing it for 14 years. It's how not to get ripped off by car dealers. How not to be taken advantage of when you're buying, leasing, selling, maintaining, repairing, whatever you want to do with cars, we can help you out. Uh, 50 years, that's my experience, and we've got a, if you added it up around the room here, we probably have 150 or 200 years experience uh, in not just buying and leasing, but repairing, maintaining, collision repair, insurance, all about Cars, that's who we are. Now, I'm hearing a little feedback here. I'm not sure what that is, but as I say, excitement with live radio. Every Saturday I get excited, and I love the show. Uh, We're live radio talk. Uh, we encourage you to call in, and i 'm going to give that number to you because we may not be streaming. We have a very our bandwidth failed us this morning. Uh, we normally require at least twenty five megabytes of bandwidth uh, we 're down to about eight or nine. Uh, we may have enough for facebook we don 't know uh, We hope we have enough for our telephones so let 's get to the telephone 's the old fashioned way to reach us eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty that 's eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty. And well you can text us. The texts are really cool because we can build a backlog and we always get to the text before the end of the show. And if you can text us it's seven seven two, that's the area code, seven seven two Four nine seven six five three zero. That's 772 497 6530. we really like to hear from you because I have a sinking feeling that we may not be reaching anybody, and there's nothing worse than sitting in a radio studio for two hours talking to yourself. And we'd love to know that there's somebody out there. So 877 960 9960. That's 877 960 9960. And if you got confused or frustrated at the beginning of the show when you didn't hear our intro music, uh, the theme from The Good, Bad and the Ugly, then uh, we're here. Earl on Cars. Earl Stewart. I got uh, Rick Kearney sitting next to me. He's our technical guy. He's a—he uh, well, we used to call him mechanic. Then we started calling him an, uh, a technician, and now we call him an auto computer scientist. That's because he got all the answers. That's one of the nicer things I get called. Well, I do call him something you, <laughs> you don't want to hear. And right next to Rick is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host, and uh, Nancy is a strong advocate for the women in the audience. Uh, and she uh, t- tell tell the women out there what we'll do for the first two new female callers, Nancy.
2: Ladies, good morning. I feel extremely passionate this morning, and I'm waiting to hear from you. The first two new lady callers are going to win themselves $50. $50, you know you can use that this time of year for the first two new lady callers, Eight seven seven nine six zero. Ninety nine sixty. Now back to the recovering car dealers.
1: Well, we love women, and uh, we love women for a very good reason. You buy half the cars, you have half the problems. Uh, You may even have more than half the problems, but um, hashtag me too. There's an uprising in this country going on, an uprising in the world going on about women's rights and about being treated fairly and equally. And... Trust me, it doesn't happen in car dealerships the way it should, and we'll talk about that. And around the table, we gotta go Earl Stewart III, uh, who is my son, uh, we call him Stu. Or Stu is yeah or Stewie, yeah. Stewie is our cyber guy, and because we gotta deal with a lot of folks out there that are not just on the radio, we uh, tell them about it, Stu.
0: Well, uh, we are live streaming the video of the show on Facebook. Well, actually, this morning, just Facebook, which yes. is fine. Uh, we got a lot of viewers on there. And um, I'm trying to keep connected with everybody on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and, and all the other social media. Yeah, so,
2: and uh, what a great job you do.
0: Oh, yeah, you, know, you got to stay connected. Fantastic. This is the 21st century. Uh,
2: we are going to go to uh, Tina. Who gives us a call every Saturday? She's an important part of the show. I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Good morning, Tina.
3: Good morning. How are you all doing
1: this morning? Oh, thank you so much for calling, Tina. I was worried that we were talking to ourselves. This happened once about seven or eight years ago. We spent, we only had a one-hour show then. We spent one hour talking to ourselves, wondering why we weren't getting any calls, found out that uh, there was something broken at the transmitting. And it was the greatest show we ever did. It was the greatest (laughs) show. (laughs) And and no one heard it. So, Tina, you let us know we're reaching the world.
2: And, Tina, you ask how we're doing. I'll speak for myself. I feel very plump. (laughs)
3: You don't look at it. I was was just reading an article in Jalopnik. You know, I love Jalopnik. J-A-L-O-P-N-I-K, for those of you who are wondering how it's spelled. And it appears, now this happens more with specialty vehicles or vehicles that are very high in demand, but it appears that the dealership really might not want to sell to you. Hmm. And the reason why is because they're looking, and I hate using this term, please forgive me for this, but they are looking for an uninformed, uneducated buyer that just wants to whip out the cash and buy the car. Mm -hmm. They don't want to bother with people that say, hey, you know, I want to have an inspection. They'll argue back, well, we do our own 110 point inspection on these vehicles, mm-hmm. they want to sell to a buyer that just wants to buy and get out and leave and be left probably with problems with the vehicle that they just purchased. Larry so and do Laydown. They don't like educated buyers. They're like, no, nah, we don't want to mess with you. We want somebody who doesn't know anything.
1: You're exactly right. And there's no question about it. And there are car dealerships that thrive on these customers. And it frustrates the good car dealers because I always focus on the negative on this show. It seems like i I, that's because there's more negative. That's because, unfortunately, most of the car dealers don't treat people the right way. But there are some good dealers out there. And it's so frustrating for the honest, transparent, well-meaning dealers to be competing against uh, other dealers that have no rules. It's like going into the uh, price fight. Ring uh, boxing somebody that has to obey the rules. MMA. (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, you're right, uh, Tina. And without these, I call them victims, the people that go in and do not care about the rules or don't understand the rules, or they do care, they just don't understand, and they get taken advantage of, it really makes it difficult on the honest dealers.
3: But what's making it worse, what to me is making it worse, is... These salesmen are actually telling the customer, "No, we don't want to sell you this car. We are looking for a different buyer," mm-hmm. and they don't explain to the client why.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, yeah. You know, how, how do they know that this educated buyer might be able to take out a? Check and write it for any amount they want, and maybe buy four or five cars on the lot, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, the salespeople are paid on commission. They get 25% of the profit they make on the car. See, in the automobile business, as you well know, uh, the prices are all variable. When you walk into a car dealership, on a single day, the exact same car will, will be sold for different prices to as many people as want to buy that car. You could sell five of the exact same car, the price is never the same. Can you imagine the chaos if you did? That at Target or Macy's or Publix, that uh, you know that uh, prime fillet that you bought, uh, you uh, you paid a different price than everybody else, which is what the cashier could negotiate with you to sell the fillet mignon for, and that's what happens in car dealerships. So that car salesman, he's getting twenty five percent of how much he can inflate the price of the car. He has an educated consumer. He's probably going to make nothing because they also often have a pack in the car. A pack is an extra price. If the car dealer puts on top of the cost of the car, and if the salesman doesn't sell it above the pack, then the salesman makes nothing. And the educated consumer will often buy a car close to the real cost of the car, and the salespeople can make zero. That's the reason they don't want to talk to educated consumers.
3: Well, you know what? Some car salesmen deserve to make 0%. That's just my opinion. But speaking of percentages, I was also reading another article about a car broker, and I was wondering if you could explain to me what a broker does as a liaison for the customer and how that works and whether you should hire a broker or you shouldn't.
1: Funny you should mention that. Uh, I'm talking to a car broker now. We have a. I had a call from a a car broker. Used to be a general sales manager for a car dealership, and then he moved into business for himself, and he calls himself a car broker. car broker's purpose is to be the liaison between you, the normal consumer, and the car dealer. Now, theoretically, the car broker is very knowledgeable about the business. He has friends in the business. Uh, He understands the negotiation process, the cost structure, invoices, MSRPs, and all the advertising and deceptions that go on. He has a full understanding, a little bit like me. I mean, I'd make a great car broker. Uh, And that's what car brokers do is a make themselves the middleman. So let's say, Tina, you went to a car broker. You don't want to go into that dealership because you know of the hassle and the haggle and the aggravation, and it's just going to be a terrible experience. So you say, I'll, buy a, I'll, I'll use a car broker. He's going to get a commission, and I understand that, but he's going to make life a lot easier for me. He'll negotiate a good price, and he will eliminate all the negative anxiety uh, and bad uh, experiences that you have in dealing with a car. Dealership. So in theory, car brokers could do a good job. Typical commission for a car broker would be 500 bucks, And that means right away you're going to have to pay an extra 500 bucks because the car dealer is going to add that to his cost structure based on the selling price of the car. But that isn't necessarily a bad thing uh, because car dealers can make upwards of five ten thousand dollars profit on a car if they find, as Stu referred to earlier, Larry Laydown, if you find somebody that's just not aware of what can be done. So if you're the type of person that could be taken advantage of, you would be well served to find a good, honest car broker. But that's a big, that's a tall order. Um, I don't know how to tell you to find the right car broker. I would say referrals, uh, people that you know that have dealt with the same broker before, uh, check out his background, his integrity. Uh, be careful when you deal with a car broker. But they do serve a purpose, and there are a lot of them out there.
3: Mm-hmm. And the thing I would worry about with like you're mentioning making sure of their integrity because you never know some of these car brokers might be taking kickbacks from the dealership
1: exactly and uh, they should disclose they should disclose their fee now you, you we should ask your car broker, <clears throat> I know you work for a fee and he'll say well you don 't have to pay the fee the car dealer pays the fee well you 're paying the fee anyway because because the fee is being added to the price of the car so directly or indirectly you're paying the fee uh, and and then you ask him, "Are there any other fees?" Because you're absolutely right. Uh, we, in our experience over the many years—fifty years—I've been a car dealer. We've dealt through brokers, and broker will come to us and say, "I have a buyer for this car." And then we say, "What is your fee?" We have paid. What would you say to uh, as much as five thousand dollars? Um, that might be on the
0: high that's end, right. but but recently uh, a fourteen hundred dollar fee. I've seen okay. that um, fourteen hundred dollars, five
1: hundred, three hundred, seven hundred. That seems kind of like in the range. Yeah, so fourteen hundred dollars that's a lot of money to yeah. pay a broker. Get the fee, and then you have to decide, Tina, is that man being honest and transparent or not? Um, I would, uh, uh, if you find a good broker, you know someone's got a good broker, and they swear by that broker, and you really have confidence in them. It's a great thing.
3: Yeah, I, I was I was wondering about that. Like, hmm, you know, what does he think of car brokers? But I can see in certain, maybe not for everybody. I mean, if you're an extroverted person, you're educated, and you feel you can handle yourself, mm-hmm. you might not need one. But like you said, somebody that's elderly, somebody that's not on the computer that much, maybe even a young driver that's never bought a car before, a broker mm-hmm. could be a very good thing.
1: Exactly. You know, one thing that occurred to me while you were talking is that one thing you could ask a broker to do is lay out the cost structure, uh, lay out the uh, profit the dealer's making, Uh, what is the net invoice cost, because invoice means nothing. Uh, In our business, uh, I will say to Stu, give me the net, net, net invoice, because car dealers often don't know what their own real cost is. There's a piece of paper called an invoice that the manufacturer sends a car dealer, and they write out a check with the bank that's floor planning the car's finance. The cars, writes out a check for the amount of that uh, in, uh, invoice, but that amount of that invoice is packed with thousands of dollars of kickbacks uh, that you get back from the manufacturer. So when I pay Toyota uh, fifteen thousand dollars for uh, a Corolla, uh, Toyota will send me uh, two or three thousand dollars in kickbacks that I put in the bank, and it's a profit to me. But I can show a uh, customer my invoice and say, "This is my invoice," implied cost it's not the cost at all back to the broker let him break that down for you say what's my net net invoice on the car what's the dealer making what's your fee and what is my price if he lays all that out and say by the way let's get the dealer fees and the dealer installed accessories and all that nonsense out on the table too in total transparency if the broker will agree to do that for you you're on the road to finding yourself a good broker
3: Yeah, well, the broker should do that. I mean, a good broker should do that, definitely. Exactly. Because I've heard of brokers just doing the basic legwork. Well, they'll search for the car for you, but then you're pretty much left on your own to finalize the purchase. They're not there with you every step of the way. Exactly. And I would think that a decent broker would be there for you every step of the way, even when you're signing the paperwork. That way, if something comes up, like a red flag comes up, they can catch it before you make a mistake and sign that piece of paperwork.
1: Well, remember, their allegiance is to the dealer. I mean, uh, they can still be honest. And i be be honest with you, but remember, they only deal with you once every four years, assuming you use them all the time you buy a car maybe every four years. He deals with that dealer weekly or daily maybe, and his allegiance is to the dealer. And he'll strike a deal with the dealer. I'm getting 500 bucks for every car, and then he will negotiate a good price, hopefully for you. But if he never sees you again, he has to see that dealer every week. So that's really the person that he has to be beholden to. Nancy?
2: Uh, Tina, I yeah. like the words that you used, decent and should. Even when you're dealing with a broker, a buyer beware. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the the invoice that you're going to get, share that with someone who has dealt with a broker before because this car business is a tricky business and you can get taken advantage of. Whether you go into the dealership, whether you deal with a broker, it's just buyer beware and get that second opinion.
3: Mm-hmm, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Caveat, Amthor. never go to a car dealership alone. That's for sure. <laughs> there you and go. And public service announcement before I go because I have to get ready for work. The weather's getting really nice. There's more motorcycles and bikes on the road. Everybody, please use your side view mirrors. Please check your blind spots mm-hmm. and share the
1: road. Great. Uh, great. Uh, I used to be a motorcycle rider, and nothing terrified me yeah. like people changing lanes that, in front Gina. of me. So you're right about that. Thanks very much, Tina. Yeah. Appreciate the call.
2: Give us a call again. Thank you a joy it was a joy talking to you oh absolutely i hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving we'll talk to you next week yes it did. thanks give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772 Four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: In case you just tuned us in, we had kind of a fragmented introduction because of some technical difficulties. <coughs> and, I, and you don't really talk about our justification for being on the air for 14 years. Why are we here? What service do we perform? The service we perform is to try to take the fear and the, and the uh, I'm going to hold up for those that can see the streaming. This is my latest blog, which you rather have a colonoscopy or buy a car. And uh, that's not me on the table, although I did have a colonoscopy <laughs> two weeks ago. And I'm have uh, one next week. And there's nothing but, more terrifying. And, to,
2: to your column, <laughs> yes. uh, the the guys out at Valencia Point, did they love that
1: or yeah, what? They laughed at that. that uh, it was we got funny. a
2: big laugh out of that. But, boy, I'll tell you.
1: That's why we're on the air. That's why we're in the air because it's a very unpleasant experience. And then in my introductions, I normally say, "The Galapagos Pole." conducted a poll, Honesty and Ethics and Professions. They've been doing this every year since 1977. They talk about all the professions, honesty and transparency. Nancy's holding up the ranking list. And every year since 1977, 43, 44 years, whatever that is, car dealers are at the bottom. Uh, I think we're next to last in the last completed poll for 2017. And uh, just uh, below us, the only one bo- below us were, I believe, uh, is it or congressman or uh, congressman. congress? Congress. Yep. So there's no, there's no one that people are more afraid of and unhappy in dealing with than congressmen except car dealers or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, car dealing, uh, buying a car is just an unpleasant experience. So I that's why we're here. That's our justification.
2: Absolutely. And we have our first-time lady caller, Sue, uh, from Port Charlotte. Good morning, Sue.
5: Good morning, Nancy and Earl and gang. Um, hey. I have a question. I would like to purchase a newer used car, and I have severe mold allergies, and I've had a lot of difficulty not only with new cars but used cars in Florida in general mm-hmm. and not being able to find one that's mold-free. Do you at um, Stewart Toyota do anything to um, check, if you will, the cars so that someone like me to purchase again?
1: You know, the, the technology, uh, Sue, actually has advanced. So there's some pretty fancy uh, apparatus that we use. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at Rick here. Mm-hmm. Have you been involved in any of the uh, uh, people will come in, there will be mole problems, and mole. let's face it, South Florida, high humidity, high heat, Mole lives in South Florida. They love Moles love yep. South Florida. So uh, when we have a situation with uh, a, a person like yourself, and it is serious because we've had customers that have
6: had to deal with this. We have a very sophisticated... Can you lead Sue through the process? We've actually had service pros come in, the company that does fire and mold and water cleanup in houses, and we will remove the entire interior from a vehicle, replace any... Part of the carpet or the padding underneath that might have gotten wet mm-hmm. and then have service Pro actually use their I guess they have like an ozone machine mm-hmm. that yeah. will kill all yeah. the mold in any of those little nooks and crevices because unlike a house with a, a concrete floor that's just flat surface mm-hmm. you know the inside of a car, once you get the carpet out, there's all kinds of little nooks and crannies everywhere, So, you, yep. and all that has to be cleaned out. Yeah, we've had very good success, do you, point
0: Yeah. Um, you, normally, if you think of mold and contamination like that, you're thinking about a used car. But we've even had problems with new cars, and some of it had to do with the, the way they're shrinking components on new vehicles to, to reduce the weight. So mm-hmm. we we actually have a Toyota with um, certain cars. We had um, moisture that would build up in some of the air conditioner components. Yep. And what they did to correct that is they um, they started to, oh they aimed it at your feet first and then they've uh, they've they've fixed the problem since then but right. in a brand new car you would get a mildew smell and we had a lot of complaints about it and it went on for about a
6: year or so before yep. Toyota fixed it well they actually had to reprogram the system to where when you park your car. It would automatically open the fresh air vent and then run the fan for just a couple seconds at high speed to help blow the moisture off of that evaporator core. And it would leave that fresh air vent open so that fresh air could circulate then and dry those evaporators down. And if you don't have that feature in your car, then you should uh, do it manually. Uh,
1: and I'm c- yep. coming back to me now. So don't leave your car on the recirculate.
6: Have it bring in the fresh air. and that will minimize any mold problems. And you you really only need to do that for like the last 30 seconds of your drive. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're about a half mile from your house, just switch it over to fresh air for that last little bit just so it can kind of dry it down and get some fresh air circulating and then leave it on fresh air when you park it. That way it can let the air circulate and... Obviously, circula- air circulation is the best thing for mold prevention. And yeah. that's a great and advice for anybody who suffers from mold allergies. You just
0: do that anyway. Yeah, that's and, a- Sue,
2: so, uh, you know, let me add my two cents. You know, we, uh, and it sounds like you, know how detrimental this can be to your health. And once you purchase that car, it's yours. But there's so many different ways that you can detect pets. Mold. There's just a long list of people like yourself who have are sensitive to allergies that are c- completely detrimental to your health. And you can. Uh, I'm going to research this, but I believe that there is an app that you can carry with you, just like you if you carry your uh, a tire gauge, your pressure tire gauge with you. I have one, but there uh, is a app that I believe that you can pick up, and you can determine what has been. In, in that car it could be moisture from where the car was sitting it could be a flood car it could be so many different things but you'll want to be sure before you drive that car off the lot that you know what's in the car
5: that's fabulous advice from all of you I definitely will go see you guys first <laughs> and uh, yeah I've experienced it unfortunately in a Toyota on the, this west coast of Florida brand new off the lot and um, they you know didn't give me any kind of help with it and it destroyed my health yeah, absolutely. so um, I'm in a car now that I purchased in Ohio because of that problem and it's leather interior and so far so good you know but I don't want to have to go
1: to Ohio to purchase a car. so <laughs> <No. laughs> Well, thanks, Sue. I uh, I empathize totally with you. We've had a number of customers with your problem, and it's no, it's it's not funny. It's not. It's extremely not serious. And uh, you make that known wherever you buy your car, and make it a condition of the purchase, and put it in writing, and have it initialed by the dealer when you buy whatever you buy. That their understanding is this car will be mold free, because sometimes these things don't pop up for you know maybe a couple of weeks. Make them understand you're real serious about this mole thing and they'll be real careful to try to pick the right car for you and thank you very very much for calling and so i
2: want to thank you for building a helping us build a platform here for the ladies and stay on the line and give me your give me your first and last name and i'll get that fifty dollars out to you have a great weekend we're going to go to our next caller and ellen is calling from greensboro north carolina and she too is a first time caller welcome to the show ellen
7: Good morning. Good morning. Today, how are you doing today? We're Great, well, thank you. What can we do for uh, you? I wanted to ask you a question. I have a older Dodge Caravan '99. has two hundred thousand miles on it, and it's still running strong. Knock on wood, but it has a three point three liter engine, which seems to be really good. Do you know if they're still making those or? Does the Toyota vans have something compatible? Or
1: well, the, the, you're interested in—is it a larger engine you're interested in getting, Ellen, or is it uh, just you like the way that engine runs in your 1999?
7: Yes, I I feel it's very reliable point three liter. I I don't know what size they make now because it's almost 20 years old.
1: Yeah, Ellen, I would say this. Uh, You are going to be pleasantly surprised when you buy a newer vehicle. And I don't say you have to buy a 2019 or 2018, but uh, a a 1999 vehicle, you'd be surprised how much better the engines are today. I'm really glad you got a really good engine and not to say, obviously, they did build some good engines in 1999. But uh, you're talking talking about 18 years, 19 years 20 years later, uh, the technology your engines now are much smoother, they're much more reliable, much more fuel efficient there's nothing you can say about a tooth uh, a, if you check your consumer reports because there's always exceptions to the rule but check your consumer reports uh, for cars that have high reliability in their engines and you're just going to be so happy with uh, whatever brand you buy whether it's another Dodge product or uh, you go into a Honda or you go the General Motors product. Uh, get yourself a two- or three-year-old um, certified used car, and you will be um, very happy with the engine, I promise you.
7: What what size are the engines these days? Uh,
1: what are the, what, what's the size of the engines, are, Rick, on the average? Out?
6: On average, uh, three to three-and-a-half liters is about the same engine. They're going to be the 3.0 to 3.5 um it depends on the manufacturer. Some have gone a little bit larger to a 4.0 liter engine. Others have actually gone a little bit smaller.
1: I think they have become more efficient. Yeah, I think that the larger engines uh, yesterday, back in the you know, if you go back far enough, uh, you're talking about. I, I I I don't think in liters. I think in terms of cubic inches. But mm-hmm. but the the engines arguably were uh, 30 years ago twice as large oh, today. Yeah. that well, well oh, I, much, when much I started bigger. the
0: business. I mean, right now, a six cylinder Camry from 1999, we get, you get more horsepower in the 2.5 liter than you did in the. I don't know. What it was in 1999, but but the two, the four
6: cylinders now are two and a half liters. And right, they, they're getting more horsepower than four, the V sixes. Four cylinder engines nowadays outperform the V sixes of twenty years, years ago, yeah. but the V sixes of today. Outperform some of those big block V8s yes. from the 70s. Yeah. And by outperform, I mean, we're not just talking about power.
1: We're talking about fuel economy, uh, l- low repair and maintenance, uh, everything you will want in engine, quiet. Uh, you- you'll be amazed. And uh, As I say, you don't have to put the money out for a brand new car. I recommend uh, that you uh, look for something like a 2015-2016 late model car with uh, maybe, a, if you get lucky in a little factory, warranty um, um, left on it, it would be a really good buy for you. And Consumer Reports, you really ought to check that uh, for the recommended uh, used cars. You could do that online, or you can buy a copy uh, or go to the library. Some of the hybrids actually have more power than the standard gas engines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, So, Ellen, uh, I, I didn't mean to talk you out of here finding a... <laughs> I know you love your car. People do fall in love with their cars, and you got a great one. That Dodge Caravan has really been good to you. and I don't blame you for looking for uh, an engine As reliable, but I'm just saying you're going to be real happy when you go out there and try uh, something that you find recommended Consumer Reports. It'll be at least as good as that caravan, and And, it'll be better probably.
2: Yeah, And Ellen, I just want to let you know that the uh, Consumer Report has the best and worst of cars, SUVs, trucks, all of it, the whole gambit, and the best used cars under $20,000 and just in case you want to switch over, and they have all the uh, recall and and safety uh, updates uh, they have it all so that consumer report the auto issue for 2018 is really worth picking up and uh, also they have right now the 2019 buying guide is out so you might want to pick that up too i think
7: it'll be very helpful to you yeah do they make hybrid vans
1: Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Uh, hybrids are a great uh, buy today, and uh, there's going to be more and more hybrids on the market. Uh, you just have to decide whether the increased cost of a hybrid is justified for you. Uh, depending on the model you decide to buy, uh, the mileage could be uh, 10 miles per gallon, or 5 miles per gallon, or maybe even 20 miles per gallon better than what you would get. So you just have to look at the cost, do the arithmetic. Uh, if you put low mileage on the vehicle, if you're only putting eight or ten thousand miles a year, a hybrid not, might not be worth the investment for you. If you put twenty five, thirty, fifty thousand
6: miles a year on your vehicle, then it could well be worth the investment. Rick. Well bear in mind too If most of your driving is in city traffic, that's where a hybrid really shines because they will get phenomenally better fuel economy in the city than they do on the highway. So, yeah, check out the price differential. A lot of uh, my
7: driving is around the city. I I only get like 16 miles a gallon now.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well you're going to you're going to double that uh when you find yourself the right vehicle yep. and I think uh you will probably find that you want if you do a lot of city driving how many miles per year do you put on the car
7: Probably about 15 Yeah cuz I I don't I don't travel that far around my my home but I go 1500 miles away in the summer mm-hmm. so that's 3000 up and back um for the summer but well. probably about fifteen. How much more is the hybrid than the a regular one? You
1: think? Still, uh, you, you you handle that question well. Um, I couldn't tell you because
0: Toyota does not make a hybrid van. Um, I know that Chrysler does. I okay. think Ford has mm. one. Uh, the the difference in price between a hybrid and this gas version has shrunk over the years. So it used to be that you would pay a pretty big premium over the gas version for a hybrid, and that's come closer and closer over the years. So I mean, I can speak to. The hybrid vehicles that Toyota sells, and there's not that big of a price leap when you go to the hybrid anymore. A thousand dollars? Yeah, typically you can get, yeah. you know, a Rav Four hybrid or a Camry hybrid. You might go a couple of thousand more, yeah. um, but it's definitely um, when you do the math, it actually works out to the consumer's uh, best interest. Years ago, uh, you'd have to, uh, you'd really have to kind of reach to get a, to get the savings when yeah. you after paying the premium.
1: Right. Well, Alan, thanks for calling oh, us all the, from, for calling all the way from the Greatsboro. Okay, Greensboro.
2: thank you so much. Alan, you're a first-time caller. Remember, you won $50, so stay on the line. Give us your first and last name and the rest of the information. And uh, John, who plays a very important part in our show, is right there for you, and he'll take that information. Have okay, a
7: great, thank
2: you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Have thanks. a great weekend. Alan uh, is calling from West Palm Beach. Good
8: morning, Alan. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> yeah, good morning. I, I think I've called a couple of times, but I've been listening each week. And what I can't understand is right on your station, on the old station, because I listen to it uh, very often. They had some uh, advertising. One I remember is Mazda, and maybe a BMW. But part of the ad is that uh, stop driving that piece of... <laughs> and uh, we'll get you one... And not only that, we'll pay you $3,000 over the cost of your old one, in addition to which, if you can get a lesser price within three days or 72 hours, I forgot, we'll match it. Now, I can't understand why you haven't had a secret or uh, your mystery caller. Get these people and... and the, the ad is right there. It's, it's not in fine print. They're telling you they will they will meet anybody else's thing. If you have a you shop around, you get something less. They'll match it. Now I know you're talking about dealer's costs and so forth. But how can they put an ad out where they're telling you? That you, they're going to give you more for your use card than 125 percent or three thousand—I forgot what it was. I don't know if you listen to those ads, but uh, they're very persuasive or they're very emphatic about what they're going to do. And the bottom line is very much like a lot of the advertising for different products. You know, if you don't like it, we'll get you your money back, no problem. Mm-hmm. Now. If they're saying that and, and you do that and then they don't do that, I mean that's up and up and down uh, uh, misrepresentation.
1: Alan, Alan uh, Stu is dying to say but, something, but, well, before, <laughs> but before he says something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let me let me make a comment. Uh, you're talking about advertisements on this radio station, and uh, we, we might have been, had the same thought. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're on this radio station, and uh, we are here because the owners of this station and the management of this station has got a lot of courage. Uh, And the courage is to allow us to air a consumer advocacy show, which is uh, extremely critical of car dealers. We do mystery shops. We tell it like it is. We name names. We name dealerships. And we are um, allowed to be on the show because they could say, we don't want you on the show. If we go back uh, far enough, uh, back uh, when the show was called Seaview, this radio station was called Seaview Radio, the car dealers locally um, organized and they they called the ownership of the Seaview radio station and said, we're going to stop advertising. We're going to boycott the radio station unless you get rid of Earl Stewart on cars. And so the general manager of uh, Chet Tart uh, was the general manager at that time. We still name names. He's no longer the general manager. And he came over to my office. and says, Earl, well, i got some bad news for you. Uh, we got to cancel your show. I said, why? Because the car dealers have told us that they will not advertise on the show if you continue to be honest about what is going on in the car industry. So, Alan, to answer your question, we have not directly targeted the advertisers on Earl Stewart on Cars or on this radio station. Uh, And uh, we're not, I I don't know, I don't listen to the ads, and if I listen to the ad, I would probably not directly target it. Um, It's kind of like, I appreciate the liberty I'm getting, from the radio station and the fact that he is trusting us to do what we do, we know we're we're costing him business from some car dealerships. And the ones you're referring to sounds to me like they're not advertising in the way they should. And I appreciate your pointing that out on the show and calling. But I will. I, I, we can't directly target them. Is that what you were saying? Just, thinking, well, Stu? What
0: Stu. I was saying my first thought was I can't believe there's any car dealers advertising on this. Well, oh, there radio are. are. <laughs> no, no I,
1: I've caught a little a little glimpse. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mazda but BMW. We should put a.
0: Warning out there! Just yeah. because you, if you advertise on the show, does not necessarily make you safe. Yeah, we well can shop true. anybody. We, we don't want this to be a like yeah. an ad selling scam. <laughs> advertise on the station, you're safe. But yeah.
8: right. Yeah, they also advertise on other stations. No, I'm just talking about the the. I don't know if you heard the airs. I think that's true. I think BMW does it too. That that uh, if you're not satisfied or if you can get a cheaper price, you come back and we'll we'll give you the difference. Now that's that's pretty up and down. I don't know if it's on this station. Just to check it out. I mean, I I can't believe that they do that, and and uh, people. Uh, uh, can take advantage of that well, that's uh, what, uh, or not I mean as yeah, uh, so much as you I'm say with dealers fees and all this, they're always ripping people off are trying to get more than what they're entitled to that's an I mean, old it's, it's people are advertising
1: that's an old and trade. I think they should
8: be commended for it they're yeah. saying you. if you're not satisfied or if you get a cheaper price we'll match it yeah. you know uh, uh, so there may be dealers out there that are you know uh, uh, I, according to you that's not honest but here at least they're claiming I mean, uh, uh, a very concrete example of how you're not getting ripped off, because if you go around and get somebody else and give you a cheaper price, they will match the difference.
1: I I, I just
8: just can't believe that, that, uh, that if you went in there and somebody with any common sense, you don't have to be that much of an advocate, hey, this is what you said on the radio, or this is what you're advertising at, and now you're telling me you have dealer prices, and okay, fine, give me the best price. Now, you telling me if I come back with a cheaper price, you're going to make the difference.
1: Okay? Alan, I used to target that, uh, that effort. A lot of car dealers do that uh, years ago. In fact, years ago, I used to have a $500 uh, money-back guarantee if it was we didn't have the lowest price. Uh, since I've reformed, and I don't do that anymore. How many times uh, did you pay that out? Uh, that was, my problem was we never paid that out. Okay. The, 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 the point is that when the car dealers say they will... Beat the price, or pay you a thousand dollars, or they'll match the price, or they'll refund the difference. Uh, they ha- they will require if you read the fine print, and on the radio station, you if you can understand the fine print, uh, the fine print says that you have to have a signed contract from the other dealership that beat the price, and you cannot get a signed contract from a dealer on the lowest price they will sell you the car for. They'll tell you the lowest price, but they'll never give it to you in writing. So it's impossible for It'll you be- to. F- fill the conditions of having them beat, meet uh, the price that they're advertising. It sounds good, but you, if, yeah. you, if you have two BMW dealers and you have uh, one thats uh, that you're buying the car from and you buy the car, you can't go to another dealer and say, give me a lower price in writing. They won't do it. And that's the catch. It just never happens. Right.
0: And to sum it up, I think you've said it best before, and Earl said this before. Basic rule of thumb: Do not believe any car dealer advertising. If you, t- to get the best price, you get you have to do a little bit of work, but you're never going to get that price from an ad. Exactly,
1: Alan. Thank you very much. That's okay. a, I appreciate the call. You're you're, a, you're so right, and uh, uh, please call again.
4: Yeah,
2: absolutely, okay, Alan. And uh, remember uh, these these advertisers, these uh, uh, mailers that they send out—they're uh, so deceiving, and it never. Never ceases to amaze me. And with that said, you have to do your homework. Knowledge is power. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. I think that maybe does Stu have a backup of uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, we have a few texts coming in and some comments on Facebook. Uh, the first one is from Andreas. It's a text. He also watches on the live video uh, stream on Facebook. But he uh, he says auto sales mailers are a nuisance. To your point, Nancy. Uh, what about expired warranty coverage or extended coverage offers? These seem just as dangerous due to their official look. Of course, these also have the supposed sense of urgency. Buy it now! Buy it now! My factory is uh, my my car has been out of factory laundry for years and nearly a hundred thousand miles. Where was this company then as my factory warranty was about to run out? And he sent a picture of a solicitation he got, and it says, last attempt to notify, and it's warning him, says he's running out of warranty. And
1: we see this all the time. Put him in the recycling bin. Throw them away. The extended warranty offers do not come from the manufacturers. Manufacturers do not do this. The uh, the the people out there that are taking advantage of you, they try to impersonate uh, manufacturers and even official uh, dealership mailers and things like that. Uh, If you see anything offering an extended warranty in the mail, throw it in the trash can. If you want to buy an extended warranty, then you need to seek them out and find an honest one. But ignore the direct mail.
2: Yeah, and uh, I I have to give a little attention to John for from palm city uh, he keeps me in mailers and one is more deceiving than the other buyer beware please uh these uh, these the, these mailers are unbelievable i mean they will just make you stand back on your heels and it's all about getting the consumer into that dealership and when you get in that dealership you lose most of us lose complete control. Give us a call 877-960-9960, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero and I know that Stu has more texts for yeah, us. We do. I believe
0: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Frank sends us. This is interesting. We don't talk about this enough on the show. Um, He sent a picture, and I'll show it on the Facebook feed of an ad for an RV, and he wanted to point out the discount that they're promising. I'll show. I'll show Earl, you guys first. One hundred and five thousand dollars off of MSRP. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) And he says, "Well, please note in the fine print the uh, the MSRP, and it is." MSRP is $258,000. <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting.
2: I yeah. told you we needed a Winnebago.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, we're done with hey, the show. We're leaving. Hey, that's a deal. Don't take the bait, Nancy. <laughs> it's an ad. Don't believe it. We're leaving. It. Yeah, we don't talk about the RVs very much. and no. We don't talk about motorcycles. We talk about cars. Yeah. We're finding out that the RV industry is even uh, worse than a car. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, 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 all the all And it's all the old car guys that are looking for opportunity right. to flim-flam even more, and they end up in the RV business and they got a lot bigger margin to work with and a lot of games are played. Yeah, the car the car business has been is, is played out. They got to move yeah. on to bigger things. Exactly. Yeah,
2: they're they're on to uh, fry bigger fish. <laughs> That's right. You might say.
0: And on the same topic, Andreas on Facebook says, uh, "Car dealerships are not the only businesses where customers may just opt for a colonoscopy in lieu of getting into the ring with the dealer." An RV dealership in California, Best RV Center in Turlock, is under investigation by the California DMV for charging extra Fees under the guise that these are state fees. Hmm. Other RV dealerships are charging an inspection fee that you may opt out of, but the dealerships claim you can forego your warranty. This seems to be a scare tapt- tactic. I think this is fundamentally not in the consumer's best interest. Why would a dealer look for problems to fix? for a fee that will not cover the repair costs. The inspection is bogus, and the
1: fee is pure profit. And California does have good regulation. That's the reason this suit can't be brought against a dealer, because they have their rules, which are enforced. They have a dealer fee they allow. I think it's $75. It might be $100, but it has to be called a dealer fee. They can't make up names. They can't raise the price of the dealer fee. They can't have more than one of the dealer fee. All those things Florida can do. So Florida, so Georgia, jo- I mean um, California has some great laws and that's the reason they can.
2: Yeah, and and you know I wonder uh what better way to to take advantage to prey upon the elderly because I think there are more older people that are out there getting a Winnebago. They go in, they're all warm and fuzzy and they just want to spend most of their life on the road and they just let down their guard. So buyer beware. There's a good way that many ways that you can get taken advantage of. So do your homework and uh, believe me two heads are better than one. We're going to go to John, one of our favorite Favorite callers from Palm City. Good morning, John.
9: Good morning. I heard my name. Your name <laughs> mentioned me, and I had a call. I want to mention an item, aftermarket item. That's a fabulous item, and nobody even talks about it anymore. When Earl entered the car business in 1968. Two big markup items on new car dealers were the factory radios, which a lot of people ordered the car, it was an ordered car with no radios, mm-hmm. and they put aftermarkets in like Pioneer, Audiovox, Sears, etc., etc., because they turned out to be cheaper than what the radio that came from the factory was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earl remembers that very well, I'm sure. And also, the second item was floor mats. Now, right. floor mats were always a problem. Uh, later on, it became hooks with the front one, the driver's side, because it turned out to be that the floor mat- mats, whether they were from factory or aftermarket, they curled up a little bit and they moved, and it would affect the gas pedal, and sometimes the gas pedal would actually jam, and it would be very serious, it caused an accident. But the company that's fantastic today is called WeatherTech. WeatherTech mats are just perfect. They're laser-cut, fit perfectly, uh, whether it be for a trunk mat or a bed from a trunk. Um, They just, nobody can beat them. Hmm. And uh, you can not only get it uh, directly from the company, but there are distributors, like there's one here in Stewart. Hmm. They'll charge the same price to be ordered through them that if you ordered directly from WeatherTech. But I want to see what Rick or Earl has a statement. I understand some new car dealers even are distributors of WeatherTech.
1: I've heard the name. What's your uh, opinion
9: of WeatherTech mats that fit perfectly and also if it's a liquid item like if you're in a beach or sand or up north with snow, uh, it contains it. It doesn't, you know, go into the other part of your uh, interior. What is your opinion on WeatherTech mats?
6: I'll ask Rick. I don't know. John, you, you basically just sold the commercial for them. Uh, <laughs> no, we- WeatherTech makes some incredibly good quality mats and one of the biggest advantages to them is that they are form fitted to where they will not slide around because they fill the entire space of the floor. And they're formed to where they cannot move to interfere with the pedals. So you get a WeatherTech for any make-model car? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know that. And they make them for the front seat, the back seat, the rear tailgate areas. They they make a, a wide variety of products that are incredibly good quality. Better than factory mats? I would say yes. Yeah. And simply for the fact that they are designed to catch any sort of debris. So if you accidentally spill your morning coffee, it's going to stay in this WeatherTech mat because the side of it are actually raised up by well over an inch and a half, so it makes like a bowl-shaped area. How does the cost compare to uh, factory mats? Uh, probably actually going to be a little cheaper, because I've seen factory mats on the Monroney labels going at $200 for a set of floor, floor mats or more for carpeted mats. Interesting. And the only drawback that I will say with WeatherTech, if you're someone like my wife, her body chemistry, rubber floor mats, she will build up a static charge that can throw a spark six inches. Wow. (laughs) So, be advised. I think are, you're exaggerating slightly. <laughs> I'm picturing no I'm, not. no, I'm not. Palpatine, no, I'm it's, not. It's occurred. I think we we'll uh, saw that they, last night. They they are only made as rubber. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, they're they're not a, a a very pretty, pretty carpeted floor mat. It is more of an industrial rubber, black rubber appearance, mm-hmm. but. Maybe especially your wife is the only one. They're <laughs> a lot better that yeah, way.
2: Yeah. I think she knows yeah. Julia Crane.
6: <laughs> and the, the, the one, one right. thing, just, just to put a safety announcement out there, folks, regardless of what floor mats you use, use only one floor mat per position in the car, especially on the driver's side. Do not stack multiple floor mats. Oh. That's one of the biggest mistakes so, you can do because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. A floor you. mat on top of another can slide up and interfere with those pedals. So, so I'm, very I'm, I've easily. got six floor
1: mats. So I should probably take Yeah, you might want to shrink them. Like you know, I, maybe that's why I when, usually that's why I when usually you're driving,
6: stack That's why your knees wrap around your yeah. ears when you're driving. John, <laughs> so, your,
1: your, your, your <laughs> thank you very much. That is a very educational. Yeah. I, I didn't very know educated. this. I didn't understand. That well, sounds like a really, really I've uh, been
9: buying them for 20 years and I highly recommend them. Right? And ironically, when I first researched them, it was like 20 years ago, I ordered and there were terrible, but guess what? It's a USA company today, but yeah. it wasn't at the beginning. They were made in China, and it didn't fit good.
6: Oh, yeah. And boy, yeah. way
9: well, yeah, I must have really lit up a light, uh, one of the vice presidents then apologized to me and said, we will no longer have any mat that's not made in the United States. And they had me send them back, the mats, because they wanted to see, you know, I told them how bad fit it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was in a Toyota then. And they sent me a check, actually, wow. and an apology. And then never again was it any other country made... But United States. John, uh, i got to ask you this question. Do you own
1: stock in the WeatherTech? I think it's very reliable <laughs> on, <the bison. laughs> on what they did at the beginning.
9: Um, incidentally, take. just for a follow-up, I mentioned last week the Julian Auction Company that auctioned off Marilyn Monroe's 56 T-Bird. Uh. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The final price... It sold for four hundred
1: and ninety thousand dollars. Oh boy! So I, I, that I, film? Bet, I bet I bet <laughs> I just couldn't go items, over four fifty. clothing,
9: and everything. Look them up on a computer, and you can't yeah. believe some items of a movie star that they wore a coat or a dress or a shoe, uh, and what the prices go for, yeah. just because what's in the name and who wore it. Well. So, well, what interesting what Marilyn, about this record price.
2: What of Marilyn like Monroe wore, and what she wore and what she sold. Do you know who bought that car, John?
9: No, I don't know, but I... uh, Earl Stewart. Earl Stewart bought that car, John. It's it's just... this stuff from uh, famous Hollywood like uh, not long ago during the summer there was a Jewish prayer book from Elizabeth Taylor (laughs) when she converted from Christianity to you know when she married
4: uh, Uh, her husband
9: then uh, and it sold for some kind of absolute fantastic price just because it was a prayer book that was used by Elizabeth Taylor so (laughs) it's crazy completely
2: yeah I thought it was her diamonds but hey that's another show hey John Uh, Those weather tech that you talk about, uh, did you know that yesterday, Black Friday, you could get those weather tech floor mats, mud flaps, seats, covers at a discount? Yes. Well, uh-huh. you know, they're into you other know things now, including
9: Earl would see that, uh, especially <laughs> dogs for dogs, the bowl for their food. It's made of a special material and has a drip spot on it. And they're just in other things. If you're in one of the big cities, they have bumper stops, uh, an accessory that you put on your car. They're going into many, many other items. Yeah. So it's an interesting company. Thank you, John. Very Appreciate it.
1: So. Great call, as always. Very much
2: so. I think we bought some soup bowls with those weather uh, techs uh, right at the bottom of the bowl. Remember, we can't move them around the the uh, granite counter. Uh, these guys aren't listening to me. <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> nobody's <laughs> listening. Come on. I'm listening to Come on, Nancy. Lee. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: 877
2: seven, Wait, nine, put the camera eight, back on Nancy <laughs> and then do
0: that again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. And our text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Ladies and gentlemen, where would the world be without laughter? You got to laugh today, huh?
0: You got to laugh.
2: Okay, Mister Car Dealer, you're up.
0: Well,
1: we got another text.
0: We got this one of the best texts we ever got. I never heard of a situation like this before. This is from okay. Anne Marie, and uh, it's pretty long, so I'm going to summarize it. So she read about this on Jalopnik, which uh, um, Tina tells us about. Um, a guy took his Audi in for some work at a dealer called Titan Motorsports in Orlando. And he authorized the repair work. And while the, they, when they had possession of it, the technician took it for a test drive, made an illegal U turn, and hit another car. And the tech was, was faulted. When they brought it, they told the customer about it. They said he needed to file the insurance claim, um, for the damage. And he refused. And then he took it up and it turned into a big brouhaha. And he involved a local TV station. And they were, he was told that when he signed to authorize the work, He relieved them of responsibility from any accident that happened to the vehicle in their possession. So Anne-Marie wants to know, whenever you drop a car for maintenance or body work and the customer signs a form authorizing the work to be done, does that form really release the company from the responsibility if the staff has an accident? And where could they sneak in the language releasing the
1: company from responsibility? Wow. Well, it, I I don't know that it's in there, but I think it probably is. Uh, the fine print conceals anything that the business and car dealerships, in this case, want to uh, protect themselves against. And there's something that is almost uh, universal with car dealers: is they ask you when you sign a repair order, having your car serviced or repaired, and when you sign a buyer's or leasing contract, you have uh, you have waived your right to a day in court. You uh, you can't hire a lawyer and sue. The dealership, you have to go through arbitration. You you you've agreed when you purchase anything in a car dealership to uh, to agree to arbitration. Now arbitration is done by the biggest arbitration companies, the American Arbitration Association, and they deal exclusively with businesses. Uh, they they are a panel of three to five. They can be ex-judges, they can be ex-attorneys, they can be ex-car salesmen. As far as I know, I mean they're just a group of people to say I'm an arbitrator and you you can't hire a lawyer, you can't sue a car dealership, you have to go through the arbitration process. Now it's been proven statistically that arbitrators lean toward businesses and away from the consumer. Why? Because the businesses give them a lot of business. If you're an arbitration company and you deal with businesses they come back to you over and over again if a consumer talks to an arbitrator one time. So where's your allegiance? Your allegiance is with the business. Uh, you waive your right Uh, When you buy a car, lease a car, repair or maintain your car. And again, in the fine print, is anything that wants to be there. So uh, if you really want to be a tough negotiator, and when you're buying or or maintaining a car, uh, you can walk in there and say, listen, I want you to strike out the arbitration clause. When I go anywhere else to buy something, they don't make me arbitrate. Chances are the guy you're talking to isn't going to know what you're talking about and you're going to have to show it to him. And uh, you might have to go up the ladder to the general manager and say, I'll buy a car from you today, but I do not want to waive my right to a, to a day in court. My, I, that's a constitutional right is I should be able to go to court if I feel like I have to. That's an American constitutional right. You've asked me to waive that with arbitration agreements. Just say I won't do it. And if you don't waive that, if you don't restore my right to a day in court, I won't buy a vehicle from you. That's probably too long an answer, but...
2: Well, that's a great ooh. answer.
1: Okay, we have any other text, Are we
0: uh one just popped in it's just a follow up to the um, extended warranty solicitations um, and this is uh from Frank and he says the uh interesting note the vehicle uh when he got the the letter saying the warranty was out he had just purchased the vehicle um, 8 days before the mail arrived <laughs> so and 8 days his warranty has expired and that's how you that's 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 the clue that's that what clues you in that it's a uh, it's yeah. it's it's fraudulent
1: yeah these uh, you'll, you you uh, is a big state for this if you can I, I get a lot of them i have uh, um, I have uh, most car dealers don't buy their cars. I happen to b- buy my cars. Uh, it's a long story. I was an Uber driver and I had to get insurance. I won't digress too much, but because the cars in my name and not the dealership name, I get all this mail, and uh, and and I get all this nonsense. I cannot believe it. It even makes some of the envelopes are so clever. I open them. Yeah. Usually I just toss them, but they look. Oh, this is official. Yeah. I, I'm afraid to throw this away. So personal hey, hey, by the way I'm, I'm going to digress is it okay if I digress digress all you want uh, <laughs> there are there, there's a two-way street on official envelopes people that are sending you checks, will make an envelope that looks not as official as it should. Right. I, have, <laughs> I have thrown away checks. I mean, when I get a refund check, people, who wants to send you a refund, right? right? I'll get a refund check, and it will come from just a schlocky-looking uh, mailer that it looks like it's uh, second-class yeah. or third-class mail. And I say, this is junk, and I've actually tossed checks away. Yeah, and that's so, why
2: you'll find me in the dumpster any given day. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: well, the good news, the check's only for $5.64.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Probably.
2: It, back yeah. to being so personalized, you do. You look at it, you say, "Hey, listen," ah, and you say, "Well, maybe I better open it up." Yeah. And when you open it up. You agree or disagree, yeah. it is so personalized, yeah. dear Earl, blah, blah, Well, they blah.
0: get it from public records. I mean, it's not just warranties. So when you buy a car and your vehicle is registered, that's where they get that list from. Um, I, re- I refinance my home, and then for a month I'm still getting letters that says, uh, important notice about your mortgage. And for the first few weeks I'm thinking I got some official business from the bank, yeah. and it wasn't. They just know that a, a lien was recorded and it's public record.
2: Yeah, they get you comments. Okay, we're not getting any form- call 877- so
1: way to give that number around.
2: Okay, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, and I think that Stu may have a few...
1: You
0: must have read my mind, or saw Texas. the reflection in my glasses, because a text just popped in. Um, my 2016 RAV4 is getting 16 miles per gallon. New air filter, tire pressure good, conservative driver. Why?
1: I'm looking at Rick. (laughs) 2016 RAV4, only getting 16. Well, let me say what Rick probably is afraid to say. And uh, oftentimes, poor mileage is based on the the driving habits. And I don't want to be accusatory, but uh, I happen to have a heavy foot. And my gas mileage is terrible. And I... I, I don't like it, but I accept it because I know it's my fault. I, When I go from stoplight to stoplight, I go much faster than I have to. If I anticipated, I could go a steady, constant speed, but that would mean cars would be passing me. (laughs) So I'm one of I have them. I have a. What's so wrong Why is that bad? (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's it's a psychological. It's a (laughs) defect. It's It's not a constant. So some people drive that way. Now, Mm -hmm. if you. uh, The first thing Rick does when he checks gas mileage is he drives with your permission. He drives your car home and he drives it back. He tries to put a few miles on the car, and he measures his fuel economy, because Rick is a great driver, and he knows, let's put it this way, he knows how to be a great driver. Yeah. So he almost inevitably, when he drives the car home and comes back, he will find that the mileage is better than what the customer is complaining about. So the first thing being said to this texter is, think about your own driving habits, and uh, and Now, now this
0: is a subjective uh, comment, but he says, I'm a conservative driver. So, okay, well, we'll give him that. But that's subjective.
1: Now, now <laughs> Rick, what what can he do to get that rep for, what was the mileage?
6: Uh, he's only six, got 16. Six, 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, better than 16. That's bad. Well, 16. That actually will improve a little bit, and I make this as a prediction because I'm willing to bet that this customer is stating that they're only getting 16 right now. And that's going to be over the last couple of months. And it's probably fallen, and that's why they're concerned over it. And the greatest reason for that is we have just come off of the fourth hottest summer that we've ever had in history. Climate change. And – our air conditionings are working overtime to try to keep it relatively comfortable inside the car. Hmm. And unfortunately, when the air conditioner has to work harder, that uses a lot more gasoline to power the car. Okay. How about uh, tire inflation? Tire inflation is one of the easiest ways to help improve your tire, your tire life and your fuel economy both at the same time by raising that tire pressure up to the maximum pressure allowable on the sidewall of the tire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is the maximum safe pressure, and it's got a safety margin there. So it's not like if you set your tire pressures cold <laughs> that they're going to explode because you hit a pothole. Or something. So that differentiates from the manufacturer of the car's
1: recommendation. The manufacturer right. of the tires' recommendation is the higher one, right? Yeah. And, and, and I, I always say, many, there's, there's how many a pounds range. is it?
6: Yeah, uh, on it, it's going to depend on the on the tires and the vehicle, like. On a a Tacoma pickup like I drive, it'll say 32 pounds is the recommended pressure. Mm -hmm. The tires that I have on my truck now say 35. Mm -hmm. But if I get a set of what are called light truck tires, Mm -hmm. I can put as much as 50 in those tires. And my fuel economy will increase exponentially. Well, give me a number. If if
1: this 2016 RAV4 was using the manufacturer's recommended, and he had put another five pounds in there, uh, instead of 16 miles per gallon, what would he get?
6: I would predict at least a 10 to 15 percent increase in fuel economy.
1: So maybe two
6: miles per gallon. Two to to three miles per gallon.
0: I I asked the Texter if if they said the tire pressure is good. I asked if they set it to Toyota's recommendations. Or the tire manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they answer.
2: And and also I'll add to this there's so many ways that your gas mileage is affected. Uh, this is an exaggeration, but just to my point, if you're dragging redwood trees on the top of that RAV4, Stop let it. me tell you what.
1: Stop it. No you're more t- redwood trees.
6: You're <laughs> I ordered you redwood trees. G- That's a problem. <laughs> and, the, and there's another thing. So, Reduce keep your car light. Keep your car, light. Your car. Keep
2: RAV4 light.
6: So, if you've got a lot of extra stuff in the back of the yeah, car.
2: It affects your gas. Mileage. For every
6: 10 pounds you take out of that car, you're going to see another probably a tenth of a mile per gallon. No more. No mo- Moonshine on the back no, of that truck. No, okay.
2: no Redwoods well, Moonshine. Well,
6: just drop the Moonshine off at my house. Got <laughs> okay. that covered for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, enough silliness. Do we house. have anything? We do.
0: <laughs> we have another Another text came in from Lou and Tequesta. Um, he asked, will I get a better price for my used car by going through three used car websites or three local car dealerships? Um, I think he's looking to sell his, his car, and maybe he's talking about independent
1: used lots or new car dealerships. So... So I think you should do both. I think if you if you want to go to the trouble of retailing your car and put it on eBay or some uh, other uh, form of Craigslist, if you want to go through that aggravation uh, and sell your car retail, uh, you should also uh, shop at wholesale. And you take the three dealerships and you know, throw a CarMax in there always and uh, get three or four bids on your car. Be sure they understand you don't want to buy another car. You're coming in there. You're going to downsize. You're getting rid of the car. How much will you pay me? for it i'm going to two other dealers i'm going to go to the top bidder uh, is who i will sell yeah. it to that establishes your wholesale value that helps you go to the retail so if you're going to go to ebay or craigslist or some other third party yeah. just try to retail it you mark it up a thousand dollars and maybe make an extra thousand over wholesale
0: yeah and lou there's another thing um some new th- new things that are coming out now they're called instant cash offers um I'm not endorsing it, uh, but you might want to check them out. Kelly Blue Book has an instant cash, cash offer, and so does a True Car, and it's called True Trade. And you put in all of the information in your vehicle, you submit photographs, and Good you, get, you get an
1: instant trading value, and it's worth putting that into your, uh, This uh, is new, by yeah. the way, and the dealers are jumping on this. We do it at our dealership. A lot of dealers are doing this. It's legitimate, it's honest. It isn't the uh, end of the world, and what you're gonna, they'll pay you for the car, but, uh, they will pay you that for the car if it says represented. Yeah. And if you uh, take the pictures of it and, and you describe the car correctly, they will pay you that for the car. And you might get lucky. You might might get, get lucky, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay I think we're we have-
2: going to go to our next caller, and that's Rod, who's calling from Lake Park. Good morning, Rod.
10: Good morning, all. Um, you were all were talking about the uh, the special mats that go down that, that hold the liquids and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A problem that I've seen with them, I've got them, and what happens is uh, you have to get them out of your carpet every once in a while because if there's any moisture underneath there at all, what it does, it rains up and goes down on the carpet. It rains up and goes down on the carpet. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can in Short-time rot your carpets if you're not careful. They just don't breathe at
1: all because they are solid rubber, so I thought I'd bring that up. Well, thank you, Ron. The liquid thing I didn't quite understand is uh, one of the callers said that, uh, I think it was John from Palm City, or somebody said they have uh, water for your dog.
6: Uh, well, they make dog dishes. Oh, dog dishes! Right. Okay, but, but they don't build a dog dish into your floor
1: mat. No, no. no. <laughs> these,
6: you're talking about
11: these
10: mats are real good. Yeah. These mats are real good if if you're up in up in the muddy slush area or you're up in the ice oh, yeah. and snow and stuff
1: like that. I got
10: you. But down here in South Florida, you can get some uh, you can get some bad mildew rot real quick.
1: Oh yeah, we had a lady talk about mildew. You don't want that. That's a very good point. So you got to take those things out and uh, clean them off, uh, dry. Them off and put them back in uh, periodically. Yes. Right. Thank you very much for that uh, heads up on the, yeah, uh, the floor mats that we got into with John from Palm City. And uh, please call again.
10: All
1: right. Have a good day. thank, thank you, Rob. Have
2: a great weekend. Stay in touch. Uh, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I want to take a moment and give a shout-out to the Valencia Points <laughs> Valencia Points Men's Club. Uh, what a delightful crowd. Uh, they welcomed us with open arms, and we had a, a great speaking engagement. And uh, Rick and myself and Earl are out there and uh I can't say enough about you guys and uh thank you again we look forward to seeing you sometime soon and thanks for listening to us right here on our radio show again 8779609960 and you can text us at 7724976530 uh, i think that uh Stu might have uh, You can see my
0: tip. you can see my notebook from there. <laughs> uh, how do you know when I get texts? That's what I want to know. It's
2: mental to li- Johnny Carson. Your mind-melding. John, yes, exactly. Johnny the great C-
0: Karnak.
11: There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so the one came in. It's a, fo- it's a follow-up on the guy with the Rev 4 with the, with the poor fuel economy. He says he did have the tire pressure set to Toyota's recommendations, mm-hmm. so he's going up it, to up it to the manufac- tire manufacturers and see if it works. And so if it doesn't work, you might want to bring it by a dealership or a mechanic just to see if there's a, something more serious. And then we have one. It says, good morning. Uh, what do you know about Zactech Tech paint protection? When I leased my car, I wish Alan was here. Um, Zach Tech paint protection. When I leased my car, it was put on the car along with a sticker that says it needs to be reapplied every six months. Is this necessary? And I, I can address this. Um, I wonder if there is no charge or if the dealer will charge me for the reapplication. There is a high probability this is a dealer scam to get you to come back to the dealership. Well, let's, let's
1: Google that because one of the things that was uh, that is put on cars now is a very high price. Uh, Product which actually, according to Alan, our collision guy, is a very good product. A ceramic coating. Ceramic coating. Yep. So, is a Zach Tech a ceramic coating? But
0: this is this is. the um, sticker on the car. They're, this oh, is okay. the dealer thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And they're telling you that you have to bring the car back to the dealer. Uh, there's a sticker, the picture. Okay, the, okay, there's the a stamp. With. Yeah. Bring yeah. it back on
1: uh,
6: I'm, November I'm 25th, right 2018.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's a scammer. Absolutely. Yeah.
6: Yeah, this is basically a a, a polymer sealant that yeah. it's just one of those typical Polyrasmatas waxes overpriced. uh, Most car dealers.
1: It's called paint sealant, and uh, it's no better than good wax. Mm -hmm. And uh, they charge it for many, many times more than what a good wax would cost you. And of course, if you wax your car with anything every four months, you're never going to have a problem. So there's also a
0: clue here um, that this dealer is a little bit unethical because right above the Zactech sticker, there is the chemical uh, symbol for nitrogen. Oh boy, which means (laughs) it's a nitrogen.
1: Oh dealer, boy!
2: So. Okay, uh, we are going to go to uh, Ollie and Zen and Doug from Boca.
1: Ollie Welcome and Doug. Show. <laughs> it's Doug.
2: <laughs> Ollie's on first. Doug.
11: Meow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like that,
2: didn't you? That's,
11: I was just <sighs> going to say that sunset today was on the oh, my sunrise. Goodness. Yeah, it was incredible
2: magnificent.
1: Yeah, it was an amazing sunrise. For the for our listeners that don't understand what Doug is talking about or I'm talking about, uh, we have a sunrise club that we do every morning. And uh, we've got uh, hundreds, or even thousands sometimes of uh, viewers. And uh, we do a live Facebook video of the sunrise every morning. And Doug and Ollie and Sim are, are our most devoted members of the International Sunrise Club. And I say international because people from all over the world, Australia, Egypt, uh, you know, you name it we have people from all over the world and ollie is uh, doug's kitty cat and ollie uh, a couple years ago doug sent me a video of ollie watching my video of the sunrise and ollie is a kitty cat and ollie watches the sunrise and he's fascinated by the sunrise and i what can i tell you it's just amazing thing so anyway i i wanted to explain so everybody didn't think we were nuts but uh, doug thank you very much for the call (laughs)
11: <laughs> yeah, I had to ask a question. Sims got a Honda Accord 2018 that we lease, and we really like it, but I'm a little frustrated with this uh, lane um, control thing, yeah. and I can't find a way to turn it off. Oh, boy. Can you, can you advise me?
0: Yeah, Doug, I sent you. Uh, did that help? There was a video that came from Honda. Did you Did you check that out?
11: Oh no, I didn't. Okay, so I'll, I'll check that out. But it seems to me that it overcompensates so that that when you're making a turn, it can actually create problems. You know.
0: One thing and, I do um, know: if you make sure you use your blinkers, mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you don't, put, I mean, if you don't put your signal on, it, it'll think that you're drifting and give you some resistance. If your blinkers on, it'll
6: override it.
11: Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Okay, thank you.
6: Yeah, lane keep assist is—it's literally the car (coughs) is teaching us to be a more courteous and more effective driver. And it bothers me, too, Doug,
1: uh, just if, if you're interested. Uh, it's something I can't quite uh, get used to. Uh, you've been driving all your life one way, and suddenly you have this assist. I can see where it's very useful. And if I were going on a long trip and I was worried about getting a little woozy, it's nice to have something to keep you yeah. in, the, in the middle of those lines. But, but uh, mm-hmm. as far as normal uh, driving, sometimes it can be annoying. You need to find that off-and-on switch. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
11: definitely. And then the other thing I, I complain about is the the automated <clears throat> tire pressure thing that helps your car. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't believe that thing is accurate, so...
1: It varies with temperature is one of the problems, Doug. And if you got a, if your car is cold and you know, particularly during warm weather, uh, the, the variable, all the gauge can do is sense the pressure and the pressure is a function of the temperature. And so sometimes when you get a cold snap at our car dealership, whenever there's a cold snap, we get uh, the, the phones ring off the hook, say, I got yep. low tire pressure. Well, you got low tire pressure because the temperature dropped to 50 last night and the average temperature is usually 85 or 90. So, uh, it, it can be a problem if you don't understand. And that temper temperature thing,
0: uh, Avogadro's law. Yeah. Avogadro's law. Very, <laughs> Mister Physicist. <Fair. laughs>
2: <laughs> and Doug, it can right. it can be uh, it can be annoying. That happened to me yesterday, and uh, you know, I just I was really worried because I had a distance to go, and uh, quite honestly, I was going to jump out of the car because I had got to, caught the bridge, and I, I was going to use my tire gauge uh, indicator, and uh, I decided uh, not to because I had been on the road for a while, and so, as Earl said, it's really important for you to check that pressure whenever your tires are are cold. But that uh, constant beeping that I got on my uh, dash was uh, a little annoying to your point.
11: Well, thank you guys for the answer and I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you for doing all you
1: do, guys. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. You guys
3: are awesome.
1: Anyhow, Ollie, see you tomorrow morning. Bye, Sam. Bye, Ollie. Bye, Doug. (laughs) Doug.
2: Stay in touch. Eight seven seven nine six. Now, what, what show can you turn on? What radio show can you turn on with a fabulous host, number one, and three experienced... Good-looking. Absolutely Brilliant. gorgeous. All right. <laughs> Drop-dead gorgeous. <laughs> Humor, Talented. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> not, 877... Not, eight, Stu seven, eight, seven, seven, eight, seven, <laughs> can't contain himself. 877 960 oh, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And guess who's calling? Howard from Jupiter. Howard, is Cy with you?
12: No, Cy's not with me. But my question is, uh, I have a question that uh, Cy has. Okay. Um, Cy wants to know, he he can't be here today, he's out of town. Uh, He wants to know, what's the best way to buy a car? I said, get Earl Stewart's book. I said, (laughs) okay, I have it. I looked at my library, I couldn't find it. So I need to get... Uh, Earl Stewart's book as soon as possible how could I do that well, I,
1: uh, yeah I didn't even I didn't even pay you for this but Amazon uh, you can buy it on Amazon and I'm holding it up if anybody is streaming for right now let me tear this off yeah because. but I need it immediately because he well, he needs to buy a car in the next couple of weeks oh okay well you can pick you, you can come down and see me yeah. and I'll, I'll give you one yeah we uh, got
12: a lot of books oh that's
1: great absolutely am you yeah. speaking to Earl yeah you're speaking to Earl right now and uh, you uh, if, if for other people out there not you Howard, but anybody else that wants a book, you can buy on Amazon, and 100% of the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. All all proceeds go to charity. And if you want to buy one for a friend or a daughter, a grandson, or somebody that would need help in buying a car, it's a how to do it book on buying a car. 100% of the proceeds go to charity, Big Dog Ranch Rescue. And you gave me an opportunity to do my doggy commercial.
12: Roof. Okay, great. Uh, By the way, um, so I was a secret shopper. we we both went into a uh, Acura place, mm. and uh, he's not going to buy it. But he he wanted to find out uh, how these dealers, uh, you know, scam you. So he uh, uh, he got a, a a price for Acura,
4: mm-hmm.
12: and then at the end he said, "Oh, by the way, do you charge any other fees?" And the guy says, you know, and these uh, luxury cars, we have to charge $995. (laughs) So so I said to him, goodbye, and walked out (laughs) with me. You know, he didn't believe it. He could not believe that... Uh, they negotiate a price, and yes. they have the price there, and yeah. you're ready to buy And then they say, oh, oh by the way, w- we have a dealer fee. He said, luxury cars always have a dealer fee. This is his, uh, <laughs> so, so, I was the secret shopper.
4: <laughs> no,
12: uh-uh. I'm not going to mention the name of the place uh, that he went to because uh, it's, it's yeah, that's not a, the official It's amazing
2: shopper. that they said is. that we have to charge <laughs> a dealer fee. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mandatory.
1: Well, Howard, thank yeah, you it, very oh, much.
12: Oh, definitely. You have to do it, especially luxury cars. Right? Yeah. You have to try to deal with yeah. So that's a little the knowledge I wanted to impart upon you guys. I'm going to say goodbye because I have an appointment with Best Buy.
6: Okay. And,
12: uh I'll
1: be talking to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, thanks, Howard. Howard. Appreciate the call.
2: Thanks uh, to you Thank and you. Cy Bye. for being part of the show. And uh, give us a call toll-free, 772-497-6530. What am and I thinking, Nancy? <laughs> What's in my brain? Stu is thinking text. Yes. We have. A few texts. Uh,
0: this is a dangerous one because I don't think we have enough time in the show for you to um, mm. to finish your answer. Because you could, but this is a follow up to the guy that asked about Zach Tech paint sealant. And when we mentioned the nitrogen symbol on the in the picture he sent, he says, "Can you expand on the nitrogen thing?" <laughs> so take it away.
1: Well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do a succinct answer on nitrogen. Nitrogen is one of the favorite uh, products for all car dealers, and uh, they will uh, have markups on the addendum label or. Or sometimes on the buyer's order, charging you for nitrogen in the tires. Uh, s- simple and plain, Consumer Reports has tested nitrogen and tires. They did an extensive test uh, a couple of years ago. They took every... Tire made in the US, or probably every tire sold in the US, and the hundreds of them, and they put nitrogen in one set of tires, and they put uh, air in the other, and over a one year testing period, they found there to be no difference between the wear, the mileage, uh, the uh, pressure loss, or any other criteria that would positively or negatively affect tires between air and nitrogen, which is not surprising when you consider that air is 78% nitrogen anyway. So it's a scam. Nitrogen tires is a total scam. Do not pay it. If it's free, take it. Uh, if it's not free, forget about it. And if they give it to you free, don't come back and have them put more nitrogen in, because they do that just so they can sell you another right. service. And
0: they'll tell you that NASCAR uses it, and Fair NASA life. uses it. And yeah. there's a reason for that. Exactly. It's They are working with, like a NASCAR racer, in fractions of a second in a race. So if it is sure. a tiny advantage, yes. it makes sense then. It's like... If you shaved your body, could you swim faster than yes. Olympics?
1: No. Yeah. So, if you drive your car up <laughs> over point. fifty thousand feet, like an airline, you might need nitrogen. Yeah. yeah. And if you're going over three hundred miles or two hundred fifty miles an hour, you might
6: need nitrogen. Well, right. some okay. some of the NASCARs are approaching almost three hundred. It yeah. seems like they're yeah. they're they're well over two hundred miles an hour in a lot of the races. Yeah. So you at go. those speeds. I fully understand the need for very minute control over air pressure. But they're talking about making changes of one tenth of a pound of air pressure or one pound of air pressure in a tire makes a big difference in a car traveling at those speeds. The average person, I could add one pound of air to one tire, take one pound out of another tire, and nobody would be able to tell me which ones I did that to.
1: I have a yeah. little interesting tidbit. Oh, we got a caller here. I won't yeah. do a tidbit. We'd rather do uh, Dennis from Lake yeah. Worth.
2: Yeah. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Good morning we for you I was
11: calling about a question someone asked last week I was I was listening but I couldn't call in and it was about adaptive headlights and I and I think Rick was saying you only could get them on high high luxury cars but there's actually lots of manufacturers now that have adaptive headlights Mazda has them I know Jeep uh, uh, Volkswagen uh, there's quite a, quite a few places where you can get cars that aren't expensive that have adaptive headlights on them.
1: Well, that's 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 good, and I think I was the one that made the mistake. I thought they were only on the higher ones, and then Stu pointed out that they actually have it on some Toyotas, and uh, you mentioned Mazdas. and uh, apparently it's becoming Mazdas, widely jeeps, accepted. Uh,
11: Volkswagens, uh, and I think there's even some other ones. There's quite a, quite a quite a range selection now where you can get adaptive headlights if you exactly. want, pretty much it, any price.
1: Does adaptive uh, does adaptive explain the entire function? I know there was a, I was under um, a misimpression.
6: It it, it depends depends upon the design, because the original intent of an adaptive headlight was that it actually has the ability to turn the beam of light to aim around a corner as you begin cornering the car. But now, actually, they're finding it's much easier simply to have another light source, and when you begin to make the turn, it simply illuminates that auxiliary light source on the side of the car there to light up the corner area where you're turning oh, simpler and probably so less expensive oh much more and now now the engineers are finally realizing this is the easier way to go instead of trying to emulate the old tucker torpedo where yeah. it had that center headlight that when you turned the wheel it actually had a linkage mm-hmm. that would turn that single beam yeah. to illuminate where you were going now, Dennis,
1: thanks very much for the call i did It was my misstatement and i 'm glad you called too okay
10: yeah, i didn't I, know if
11: anybody else would because like I said it was, yeah, well, no it you're
1: absolutely right I, I learned, so I, I learned more from I callers call, than call I do days, uh, no, yeah, from anything no. and I, I really appreciate you letting us know about that.
10: Okay, thank you. Have a good day.
1: You too. Yeah. Thank Bye-bye.
2: you, Dennis. Yeah. Another kind of Keep uh,
4: listening.
0: Another kind of adaptive headlight, they do this: the automatic high beams, which takes some getting used to. Basically, you put those on, and when it detects oncoming traffic, it lowers the beams, mm-hmm. and when it gets dark, it goes up. Weird. It, it works, yeah. but it's a little bit unsettling. You're afraid that you're going to blind
1: somebody, but it, yeah. it works. It does work, yeah. I, here, here's a little tidbit I was going to talk about before we get into the Mystery Shopping Report. And we talk all the time about the flim-flam advertising and don't read any advertising and how victims are taken care of, or taken advantage of by uh, unscrupulous car dealers. And uh, this morning I'm reading the Wall Street Journal. And Wall Street Journal, obviously, is for more educated consumers. And uh, they have a set of steak knives here. We talk about cars all the time, but all advertising is terribly deceptive. And uh, there's a set of steak knives here. Kami Koto, Kami Koto steak knives. I'll hold it up if you're streaming us. And uh, and so I'm looking at this in the Wall Street Journal, and I look in the fine print, or that's not the fine print, it says at the top of the ad, uh, the would be retail price of these is one thousand two hundred ninety five dollars, and it says that right here and they're selling these for two hundred and fifty five dollars so i mean it is such a it is such a blatantly absurd ad, and yet it's for a sophisticated buyer what's absurd
0: is it 's in the Wall Street Journal and it says it's a private offer
1: yes, private <laughs> offering yeah and people want to believe big discounts, and everybody's a sucker i mean you know. P.T. Barnum, there's a sucker born every minute. The suckers are not just the people that are stupid or not educated uh, or all the the other victim uh, type descriptions uh, that we make. Suckers are people that want to believe the advertisement. There's 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 some CEO out there reading the Wall Street Journal, and he sees this and he wants to set of steak knives and he says, "Oh, Japanese steak knives. You know, these are custom, one thousand two hundred ninety five dollars, and I can buy these for only two hundred fifty five. But wait, you have to buy two pair, two sets, <laughs> so you have to spend five hundred dollars. But he's
6: saving over two thousand dollars. Look how much money he saved. And so, what I wonder is, are now the name is Kamikoto, which sounds Japanese very much so, but do they actually certify that, yes, those were made in Japan and in in a high-quality situation, or are they simply imported over from China, and now they're just selling them it under says, the Kamikoto name? You no,
1: know, it says here it's limited as a Japanese company headquartered in Tokyo, Japan. So the, it's a Japanese scam. So yeah. who cares? <laughs> it's a Japan. I mean, the just world, the world is the scammers. I mean, yeah. they all are. It but is. Advertising is to be disregarded. You do your own research. You go to Consumer Reports or any other source uh, that is reliable, and you just totally ignore that. Deception. Advertisements are to get you in the door. Deception. That's all there is to it. Yeah.
0: has a nice website.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's uh, just uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, I do have to share this text that I received. Ironically, you and I were discussing it, Earl. You and I were discussing it this morning. And, uh, Janet is, uh, looking for a free, uh, report on the vehicle that she wants to purchase. Uh, and first thing comes to mind is Carfax. But as I said to you this morning, I, I don't think they're 100% foolproof. And I think that there are multiple ways to get, a history report on a car that you're going to purchase by simply, you know, getting that VIN number. But what do you have to uh, what do you have to say about Carfax?
1: I think Carfax is is pretty reliable. It's not 100% reliable. You have AutoCheck, you have Carfax and you could you should be able to go to any car dealer that you're interested in buying a car from okay. and they should give you a free report. Um I would call or go online. Sometimes they post their, uh, reports online. Uh, car dealers have to pay for Carfax and AutoCheck, but they should pass along free to the consumer. You can buy the Carfax directly without even having to call the dealer, but why would you, why would you want to pay for it when they should give it to you sure. free? Well, and, and when they give it to you free, you should get a copy of it, by the way, because if they read it to you, they might not read to you the yeah. important part. You'll see in our Mr. Shopping report coming up now, yeah. they yeah. often say it's got a clean Carfax, but that's why their definition Clean.
0: If you go to a dealer's then, website or auto trader and you click on the Carfax report or auto check and it prompts you to pay for it, move on. Yeah, the right. dealer is trying to hide something. Yeah, exactly. go,
2: go to the next uh, website. But that uh, VIN number or vehicle identification number is real important. You get that off that car and you can get uh, your report on that particular vehicle that you want to purchase.
1: Okay, let's move along into the mystery shopping report, and our shop report was of a luxury car dealer. We were told that we weren't hitting enough luxury car dealers, so we've hit uh, two or three in the past uh, uh, few weeks. Uh, Mercedes-Benz, uh, Fort Pierce, uh Kagen dealership. Now... I believe that the Coggin dealerships are owned by Sonic. Uh, maybe you can Google that. Sonic is a publicly held company, one of the smaller publicly held companies, but Penske and AutoNation are publicly held companies. And I mention that because publicly held companies are held to a higher accountability than privately held companies. And I think it would be interesting to find out if, in fact, Coggin... Mercedes and Fort Pierce is a a publicly held company.
2: And ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you that we would really love for you to vote on our mystery shopping report. It's a a real big help to us that we all join together as a team if we want to make a difference. Thank you. 772-497-6530.
1: Okay, here's a report. This morning, uh, if you ventured into Publix, Winn-Dixie, or Whole Foods and tried to buy some romaine lettuce, you'd be out of luck. Why? It's all over the uh, media. 32 people in 11 states were recently recently sickened after eating romaine lettuce that was contaminated with E. coli bacteria. The Centers for Disease Control quickly issued a nationwide alert warning the entire country against consuming romaine and recommending people check their refrigerators and throw out any romaine they might have. Now, you're wondering, is this the mystery shopping report? I'm getting to my point here. Bear with us. Bear with us. (laughs) (laughs) Grocers were advised to remove romaine from shelves, and they heeded the request immediately. Retailers, from small produce stands to major supermarket chains, all threw out tons upon tons for the potentially contaminated lettuce. Restaurants stopped serving Caesar salads and veggie wraps. Supply lines were hauled, and trucks carrying remain across the country returned to produce distributors and dumped the tainted greens. This was a nationwide mobilization that took place over just a few days. A public health threat was identified, and felt. Federal agencies leapt into action. The business community responded and worked with regulators to thwart the danger to American consumers doing so, despite the massive financial losses suffered from throwing out thousands of tons of fresh produce. The great Romaine recall of 2018 was impressive. Now I, I want to give credit to my son Stu who wrote that. I mean, it really had. I got my my eyes were moist. I got I got it, emotional. It was it was. It was a great piece of literature. Yeah,
2: creative writing. I continue.
1: Could you imagine? Now this is a serious part because it's really not funny. Could you imagine the benefit to public safety if the Takata airbag crisis was given the same treatment? Can you picture the CDC? And the Department of Transportation putting out a statement urging consumers to park their vehicles and ordering dealers to immediately clear their lots of these rolling death traps. Now, interestingly enough, perhaps because we're the same flesh and blood. I thought the same thing that Stu did when when he saw this Remain Lettuce yeah. thing. I'm, I'm sitting there, Nancy and I are in the living room, and we're watching You're television. Like lettuce? And, and, they're got, <laughs> and the media is hysterical about lettuce. Now, I'm not trying to minimize this, of course. Obviously, E. coli, bacteria, serious stuff. But I'm telling you that the hysteria about this scaring people and... The total. Um, uh, let me read this. Uh, I'll just read it the way Stu wrote it. I don't want to minimize the serious health risks that come from consuming produce tainted with E. coli. You can really get sick from this stuff. But we're talking about nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, not severe bodily trauma, disfigurement, and likely death. I, I know you can di- you can die. Yeah. I mean, elderly people can die from um, from this sort of thing too. But What all this comes down to is a lack of will. If our federal and state governments had the will to eliminate this clear and present danger to American public safety, they would find a way, just like they did with Romaine Lettuce. And there's even more to it than that. The media will attack a target that can't. Fight back! It can't hurt the media. Uh, legislators are very brave when it comes to something like E. coli or 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 uh, sex offenders or uh, th- th- no brainer problems that we have. But when you have powerful enemies like the automobile mm-hmm. manufacturers, mm-hmm. the car dealers, the lobbyists, that they spend billions of dollars getting legislators elected and and regulators appointed and elected Uh, this is where it takes courage and will and our government doesn't have the courage and will and that's the bottom line this week we found a 2007 Honda Accord with not one but two defective Takata airbags at Mercedes-Benz at Fort Pierce this whole Takata thing uh, has been going on for two and a half years and we've been we've been doing this on this radio show for two and a half years, and uh, that's the reason that we're frustrated a little bit. If you if you detect that. Uh, Mercedes Benz of Fort Pierce is owned by Coggan, which I believe is uh, publicly held by Sonic. Uh, um, I'm not sure of that. We're going to try to verify that. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I know the Coggan group. I know uh, Luther Coggan and George Coggan. I knew that way back uh, many years ago. And uh, The Cogg is uh, uh, gathered up a whole group of dealerships and they were sold to somebody i thought it was sonic uh we shopped only one kagan dealership over the years kagan honda before it appears back in 2016 the honda Accord had extremely low mileage just 72,000 miles is very low uh for uh
4: 2007
1: yeah, very low uh I was listed for sale for $6,900. Agent X nervously agreed to investigate. He's not crazy about getting behind the wheel of an 11-year-old time bomb. Here's a report. Speaking of the first person, as if I were Agent X, as usual, I called ahead to make sure the Accord was still on the lot and available for sale. I was put through to a used car salesman named Mark. I was told the car came in recently and had just come out of detail uh, that very day. Mark said he'd have it ready for a test drive when I got there. I told him I could be there in a little more than half an hour or I mean an hour I saw the vehicle parked up front as soon as I pulled in there was a hold sign with my name on it that's a nice touch hanging from the rear view mirror I walked over to a clutch of salespeople standing by the front door asked if one of them was Mark an older man wearing a red polo shirt stepped forward and said that's me we even have a picture of Mark actually nice looking mm-hmm. uh, older gentleman handsome man yes we walked inside, and Mark asked if I uh, brought my driver's license with me, and I said yes, and I asked if he could make a photocopy of it so he could take a test drive. This is all for insurance purposes, you know, all car dealers do this. He guided me to his desk, uh, left to co- then left uh, to copy my license and get a license plate. Mark returned quickly, led me outside to the car. It was clean. Mark was truthful when and said it had just been detailed. Ran my finger along the hood. Not a speck of dust. I asked him about their process before putting a car on the lot for sale. I wanted to know about safety and mechanical inspections. This is what we do typically with these Takata cars. Now, bear in mind most car buyers don't do this, but we're going through a process, a careful process, to find out are they selling these cars with premeditation and pre-knowledge of something um, because we do ask and ask yeah. and ask and ask. But if you're buying a car, you should ask them these questions. You should ask all these yeah. questions and then some. You'll see as we go along. I popped the hood, we both uh, walked to the front of the car, looked at the engine compartment. It was clean and shiny. Mark said they put a new battery in, and new tires, too. Another nice touch for an older car. I asked if it was mechanically sound. Okay, here's another probe, mechanically sound. If there were any safety issues, Mark replied that they were meticulous with their used cars. And this one was mechanically sound, and that it had no safety issues. Now, hmm. the car's got two defective airbags that can explode in your face and kill you. Is that a safety issue? Technically, those are issues, I would say. I would, say That's,
0: I, I would have an issue
1: with yeah. it. I, I think yeah. I'd have an issue with it. I'd have an issue with it, too. You know, and, okay, I don't want to go on. <laughs> I asked him if he had, if it had been, ever been in an accident. Mark answered that he had just reviewed the Carfax and disclosed that there were two accidents reported. I pointed to the window sticker that displayed a price of eight thousand nine hundred. I asked him why that was higher than what I saw online. He said that was the lot price, but he would honor the internet price that brought me in. A little aside here, when you walk into a car lot and you have to go online you're making a mistake. There are it's two-tier pricing, folks. There's the online price, and there's the price on the lot. There's a price the dealer and the salespeople will quote you, and there's a price that the Internet department will quote you and posted online. Two-tier pricing. Never, ever buy the lot price or the price the salesman quotes you.
6: $2,000 difference there. Yeah, yeah.
1: We drove the car and made small talk, returned to the dealership. I tried my best not to let Mark pick up on my anxiety I had, knowing both airbags were their most unstable and ready to blow. And I have to tell you, he's yeah. Stu and I are both having second thoughts about what are we doing, exposing HNX and and, repeatedly. Right, more than anybody in America. <laughs> he's H got the X. biggest exposure. Just keep rolling uh,
0: the dice. The least center.
1: we could do is get him a medal. I mean, above and beyond the oh, call yeah. of duty. Yeah. He's risking his life. It'd have to be an undercover medal. And what's, uh, well, we could
0: send him in with full tactical, like, combat gear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're <laughs> laughing about this, but what if something did happen to Agent Well, yeah, I mean, not, I'm not picking on him, and he's listening to the show right now. He texted me, and uh, um, he didn't think of that until you mentioned it. <laughs>
1: So now he's scared. We may just have lost Adrian X. Right. We might I mean, not. You know, we haven't lost him. He's no, no, alive. No. But, yeah. but I mean, I, he, he might retire early. He, yeah. he
2: should be scared, as yeah. others should be scared.
1: Yeah. Absolutely and, You're right. And, uh, it's not funny. As far yet.
2: as uh, anxiety is concerned, I think I I showed my anxiety in the car on our way here this to do. this mystery shopping report. That's pathetic.
1: Anyway, uh, to point. continue with the report here, back at Mark's desk, he asked how I would be paying for it. I told him I was getting financed through my credit union. He gathered some more information from me, and then excused himself. This is all typical car dealer stuff, you know, back and forth and. How are you going to pay for it? They want to finance it because they make more money financing than anything else. Mark returned in about 10 minutes with a buyer's order. A service department repair order, another nice touch, and a Carfax report. First, he reviewed the repair order, which detailed the work they had done to the Honda Accord before putting it on their lot. Then, he reviewed the Carfax report, pointing out the accidents, but brushing past both Takata recalls. Now, we have a copy of the Carfax report. There's no way you can miss the Takata recalls. Uh, it is, it's just not its not fine print. It is a major issue, a major chunk of the page. Mm-hmm. And this "bam" in your face, Takata airbag recall, you cannot miss it. Real quick, when you look at
0: a Carfax report, some of them can be very long and detailed, but at the very
1: top, there's a
0: summary. Yeah. And any issues appear there. If there's an accident, that's where it says it. If there's yeah. a recall, it says
1: it right on the top. Yeah. So here we have deliberate deception about the cut Airbag recalls. Two to cut Airbag recalls. I told him I was impressed with uh, how thorough he was, especially his showing me the repair order. I said I felt pretty good about the car, but asked again about safety. I mean, we're really pushing it. Really pushing it. He said there were no safety concerns as far as he could see. Uh, and he, he's looking at the Carfax report. Uh, that's a blatant, in-your-face lie. I hate to call people liars. Lie, lie you call it a, it's a liar. I mean, usually you want to say, if you want to be polite, you must be mistaken. Right. I just don't know how I can say Mark was mistaken. I mean, you got the Carfax report. It's in your face. You see it. And a car facts report with two defective Takata airbags that can blow up and kill you is a safety item. I I just don't know how I could be polite. Mark's a liar. I told him I was impressed with how thorough he was by I said that. I was amused because the safety concerns were printed on a piece of paper about twenty four inches from his face. Mark pushed the buyer's order out to the center of the desk and made an attempt to get me to finance with him. I declined, and he tried some more back to the sales tactics he wants to finance so we can make more money. But he relented. The selling price was the same as I saw online, $6,900. They added a $799 dealer fee that they called a pre-delivery service fee. $799. $799. 799 799 Then a $98 taxable fee, which is another dealer fee, a sales tax and tax. Now, again, a little aside on dealer fees. Virtually nobody calls their extra fees dealer fees anymore. Dealer fee is, is the cat's out of the bag on dealer fees. Yeah. Everybody knows what a dealer fee is, so they just don't call it a dealer fee. And car dealers are actually advertised now, no dealer fees. No, they call it electronic filing fee. No, they call it a tag agency fee. A uh, popular one is taxable fees. You have your taxable fees, which are your dealer fees, your profit to the dealer, the deception. Taxable fee. Then you have your other fee. The other fee is non-taxable because it's real. And that's the only difference between the two fees. I talked about all the fees, but he stopped me quickly and advised that they would not be changing the fees. He said there was nothing he could do about it. They were pre-printed on the buyer's order. I had the feeling he was used to this kind of objection. He made one last attempt to get me to finance there, explaining that he had the best finance guy in town. I believe him. You don't want to be going into the box with the best finance guy in town because he's really going to take advantage of you. Uh, I said, no, I don't want to finance with you. Mark left to make copies of everything for me, returned with a sales manager, Paul. Paul asked how my experience was and wanted to know what rate I was getting from my credit union. Again, pushing, pushing, pushing on the financing. I said I was changing. uh, I wasn't changing in my mind about financing with them and pivoted to ask him about the recalls. Again, we're pushing about the recalls. I said, Mark had assured me that the car was safe, but I had noticed two airbag recalls on their Carfax report. Had to come out and say, Mark's a liar. There are Takata airbag recalls right there on that report. Paul seemed unconcerned and said, I just needed to take it to the Honda dealer for a free repair. He then made an attempt to get me to give them a deposit to hold the car, but I held my ground. I said I would review the deal with my wife that night and let them know my decision the next day. Mercedes-Benz of Fort Pierce failed the Takata test. Miserably, I might add. Maybe if Agent X was trying to buy a I love this. Stu wrote this, by the way. <laughs> If Agent Nick was trying to buy a Caesar salad, they would have done the right thing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Isn't it amazing? You know, ABC, NBC, uh, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CBS. the world's worried about Caesar salads. Don't buy a Caesar salad with a romaine lettuce. But go ahead and get in your Honda Accord and drive <laughs> all over the place. None. And there's not a problem. That's shrapnel that will come flying out in your face at uh, over the speed of sound and disfigure and kill you. That's not a problem, but watch out for that Caesar salad. That's right. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to be funny, but I got tears in my eyes as I'm being <laughs> funny. It's terrible. I don't know what to do. I mean, here we are on live radio. We got lawyers. We got legislators. We got car dealers. We have smart people out there. Somebody call me and tell us what are we supposed to do? How do we get the attention of of the world is there, or am I nuts? Am I mentally ill? Is there something I don't see? Am I in a parallel dimension? Well, I y- just got y- through watching y- yes. Man in the High Castle. Maybe I'm in a different dimension. You are, but not in this
6: situation. This situation you're absolutely spot on. It's crazy. We we were just at Valencia Point. We saw, you know, I I played the video showing that inflator rupturing, which is right on the government's website. Yes. And the folks in that audience were dead silent. Uh, you could see their eyes yeah. widening. Those gentlemen just stared, dumbfounded. It's chrism. Yeah. And I mean, all, you we're, know, we're almost out of time. i just like one phone
1: call from, a, from a, an informed person that shares our concern. It, mm-hmm. it, what have we left? What stone have we not turned over? What have we not done that we should do to get the attention of somebody to save some lives out there? I mean, you know, we're laughing about Remain Lettuce and E. coli, but... What can we do to get our legislators and our regulators and somebody out there to to do something to stop this? All you have to do is make a simple rule. It's illegal to sell a car with a dangerous recall. Uh, at the very least... It should be with a big red sticker on the windshield of the car. Danger. Yep. Takata airbag recall on this car. The notice should be made at the very least, but they don't even you don't even have to tell anybody. Nothing that happened in this presentation, the mystery shopping report, was illegal. Mark didn't do anything illegal. Paul didn't do anything illegal. All they did was try to sell the mystery shopper a car that mm-hmm. could kill him, and that's not illegal. What are we missing, folks? help us
2: okay Larry uh, meanwhile the score uh, let's
1: score this report yeah about
2: the textures got great grades
1: have
0: flown in uh, we have Jeff on Facebook's watching the live feed gives them and I quote a big fat F uh, we have text and we got broad geographic uh, participation. Anita in Homosassa gives them an F. Jeff in Murfreesboro, Tennessee gives wow. them an F. Tennessee. Yep. Sheila in the Villages gives them an F. I'm sorry, I didn't, did not I say C? I said F for Jeff in Tennessee. Uh, Jack in West Palm Beach gives them an F. Barbara, don't know where you are, gives them an F. We got Mark calls in and he says A+. plus.
1: So, I'm just kidding. That
0: was the salesman's <laughs> well, name. Mark, sorry. So, nah.
2: Okay, we got three minutes.
1: <laughs> okay, let's go around the circle here. Okay. Uh, Nancy?
2: Uh I'm going to say that it's uh, cheating, it's uh, double-dealing, it's fraud, it's uh, hiding the truth uh, to take advantage of the consumer. They get an
6: F. Rick?
1: F. Fail. F. From me. Sue? Um, I'm
0: just going to use uh, Frank's gray that just came in. Three F's. I don't know how you do it, but triple
6: F, yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, and let's talk about this dealership now. Let's uh, let's let's try a little peer pressure here. Mercedes Benz of Fort Pierce, a Coggin dealership. Mercedes Benz of Fort Pierce, a Coggin dealership. Mercedes Benz of Fort Pierce, a Coggin dealership. Now we got twenty thousand people out here hearing this. Uh, Here's a dealership in Fort Pierce that's lying to the uh, customers about the safety of their cars. Should someone say something to Coggin dealership of Ford Pierce about that? Call them. Yeah. Mark uh, and Paul, the sales manager and the salesperson. What's up with that? Why would you lie to Agent X? Why would you lie to a customer? You have you've done it before. You'll do it again. Anybody that didn't ask the question, the subject of the airbag would never come up. We brought the subject of the airbag up over and over again. The safety in the airbag. So
2: we have one
1: um, minute. Uh, I
2: encourage our listeners to give the dealership yep. Mercedes-Benz of Fort Pierce uh, a call and ask them, are they still selling defective?
0: 593... 1866 that's 888 593 1866 Mercedes-Benz
2: 4 Pierce. Perfect. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars and uh, we so enjoy your company and we want to thank you. You could be doing a lot of things but you're listening to us. And I want to thank Jonathan and John for the unbelievable they jo- do job they do behind the scenes. Without them, we'd be in big trouble. This is 95.91 6.9 FM and this is the True Old East Channel. Have a wonderful weekend.